0: Hi, I'm Chuck. I'm Sean. We're from Toolmonger.com, the web's first tool blog, and this is One Beer Projects.
1: Projects that take about five to ten minutes.
0: Well, okay, this one takes more than five or ten minutes. But you know <laughs> what? We're t- exactly. You know what we're talking about. So go get a case. No, I'm kidding. More <laughs> like a six pack, okay? Get a six, six pack, pack and a friend. And we'll get started. Exactly. Okay, what we're talking about today is doing your own breaks. Now, I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie to you, this is not gonna take five or ten minutes. Yeah, but don't panic. This either. is gonna take a few hours. It may even take four or five hours. But here's the deal it's not that hard and you're gonna save an ass load of money.
1: Yeah, you could buy you could throw a party for all your beer drinking friends with the cash you're gonna save. I mean,
0: even the kind of friends we have that come and just suck down beer <laughs> like they've never seen <laughs> it before.
1: Like they use it to survive.
0: Exactly. You know, like Bender on Future Island, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm telling you, it's not that hard. Here's the trick, okay? Number one, most of the time you're going to end up doing your front brakes only. And the reason I say that is that your front brakes receive a lot more wear than your rear brakes. Yeah, they're the ones getting the most power. Exactly. Their, yeah. And most modern cars will have disc brakes in the front at least. Yeah. I mean, now you may have drums in the rear. You may have discs in the rear, which is great. Disc brakes are wonderful. Yeah, they're more effective. But what really rocks about them is easy that they're, yeah, they're easier to, to work on. Yeah. So. But even if you have drums and even if you need to do a, a, a four-wheel brake job, the truth is you go to a, a dealership or a, a reputable, and I say reputable because most brake shops are not reputable. Yeah. Uh, the best you're going to get is like a Midas or one of those places that's a uh, uh, you know reputable place. They're not going to be cheap, but they're not going to screw you in all likelihood either. Right. If you go to a, pra- a place that says they do brakes, like you know, Just Brakes is uh-huh. the one in Texas, uh-huh. they are going to bend you over. Okay, they're going to say, oh, you know, they'll they'll uh, they'll advertise like a twenty dollar friction reline, which means they're just going to put pads in (laughs) and then you'll get there and they want eleven hundred dollars to do the job. So
1: and your car's on lists in the meantime, if
0: you're lucky, you get out at a reputable shop for about four hundred to six hundred dollars an end. Yeah, Uh, you might get down as low as two fifty or three hundred. But. That's assuming they don't put anything in, but they don't have to do, you know, any parts except for, uh, except for pads or shoes. Here's the way I'm going to recommend going about this. We're going to recommend going about this. Now, other people will recommend different things. Make your own decision, okay? But here's the way I look at it. The truth is, most of the time, you can actually buy all of the components if you shop and not have to do a damn thing in terms of turning rotors. Yeah. Now, if your rotors are relatively new, you can probably have them turned. And the truth is, is that you can take them down to a place and have them turn, but the, you can also buy rotors. And if you do, it's actually really easy to install them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we did this to my cruiser not too long That's right. ago. We
0: spent about $200 yeah. on, on the front end, and we actually replaced both rotors and shoes. Yep. I mean, both rotors and both uh, pads and sets of pads, and we were done. Yep. Here's the deal. Okay, number one, you're going to need to get your car up off the ground, which means you need a set of jack stands. You're not going to be able to use ramps because you need to pull the wheel off. So you need some jack stands. Do not, do not under any circumstances get under your car when it's suspended only by a jack. It will fall on you. I'm not kidding. Okay, it will fall on you and it will hurt you. So don't do that. Get some good jack stands. Jack your car up. Put it on the jack stands. Remove the wheels. At this point, you can see what's in there.
1: Uh, another uh, caveat is uh, break the lugs loose oh, yeah, this is before true. you jack it up. It'll be, you can do it, way easier but it's just way easier to break the lugs. When if you
0: didn't, and you're, you know, you're a jackass, just have one of your friends get in and stand on the brakes. Yeah. It works pretty good too. Anyway, uh, once Again, you got it you off, need, you can see what's why you need going friends. Yeah, exactly. Now you can see what's going on. First thing you're going to have to do is figure out how to release the caliper. Most of them are going to have a pin that you can remove on one side and the caliper rotates upward. When it rotates up, it'll expose the pads, and, and there'll be shims and some little parts on them. And you can remove them. Word to the wise, regardless of what kind of brakes you have, do one side at a time. <laughs> the reason I say this is if you ever wonder, you don't have a manual, and you wonder how they go back together. Look at the other side. Look at the other side, exactly.
1: Exactly. This is important. Especially if you're doing drums with little springs and all that kind of stuff Oh, yeah, but we're going to talk about
0: discs. You know, with discs, generally what's going to happen is you're going to rotate the caliper up. At this point, you're going to see the pads there. You're going to be able to remove the pads. They're going to come out. They have a backing that kind of holds them in place, a metal backing. If you're down into that metal backing, you should have done this a long time ago. (laughs) Um, There should be a little bit of pad left on them. You'll note that usually there's a little metal shim behind each pad uh, that kind of rides between the caliper and the pads on each side. Yeah, sure. And there are usually some little clippy things or however you want to describe it that kind of hold them all into place. So carefully remove those. Keep an eye on how they go back in. Uh, you're going to buy, at minimum, you're going to want to buy uh, pads, replacement pads, so you should have those already. Um, if you look at your rotors and they look like they have grooves in them, just before you jump into any of this, order you a set of rotors. And you can get them from the local auto parts store but if you shop online man there are killer deals i mean i found a set for one of my miatas one time and i think i paid 22 a piece for the rotors
1: yeah i mean and it's 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 not too bad even with newer vehicles because we did my cruiser for what like 35 40 bucks a, yeah. a rotor or something? just shop
0: get yeah. online and shop hard and don't don't be afraid plan ahead you can ship be a slow boat you know and you can really come out cheap on these but if you do want to try to get them turned uh this isn't that hard you just take them off get in your other car if you have one <laughs> take them down to like Midas or one of those places and usually for 20 bucks a pop sometimes less sometimes five try cash don't tell him I told you this but you know see see what the guy will do you know obviously there's no record of him turning them so offer the guy five and cash and see if he'll do it you know
1: a lot of times they will yeah you'd be amazed um
0: but come on, if you can find them online for twenty two bucks, just replace them, okay? <laughs> I know that's maybe wasteful, but just replace them. Either way, you're going to have to take them off. Uh, usually, there are a few screws that hold it to the hub. Uh, you remove those, and they'll come off. Some of them just friction fit to the hub. If that's if that's the case, then you know whack it once with a soft you know rubber mallet, and you can see it kind of come loose and pull it out. Um, install your turned or new rotor reverse the process putting it back together one trick when you assemble the pads put a good coat of high temp grease between uh the pad and the shim and the shim and the uh and the caliper i know it won't look quite as pretty because it'll have grease smeared all over it who cares they'll squeak if you don't you really don't want that because it really sucks so uh, for the next 10,000 miles, (laughs) and do use high temp grease because if you don't it'll catch fire or just Evaporate and it'll be gone instantly. So they make sound this, like
1: you're uh, speaking from a scientific experience I know all about this. I've been doing my breaks for years because I am a
0: cheap bastard, you know. And, and did you remember when you were like, Oh, I'm gonna pay 500 I'm like, What? No, you're not. You of all people know <laughs> exactly now. This is gonna take you some time. I mean, be prepared, it's gonna take you an afternoon. Um, but you know what? It's worth it. I'm telling you right now that even if you buy rotors, buy pads, and just swap the stuff out, you're probably going to spend. If you shop hard, less than 250 bucks an end. Uh, if you get your rotors turned and you get uh, a, a you know a walk up deal with cash, uh, you may find yourself doing this for 120 bucks. Maybe the price of pads.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean it may which be can nothing. be as
0: little as 50 bucks. I mean, exactly. I kid you not. An expensive job is going to run you like. You know, two, three hundred bucks. Now, a couple things to keep in in mind. Um, When you install the new pads, you're going to have to push the the, uh, calipers back out. And one of the tricks to pushing the caliper back out, there are a bunch of ways to do it, but what you don't want to do is chew it up. It's going to be real tempting to take a set of pliers or something and grab (laughs) it and mash it back. Again, I speak from experience. Don't do it. (laughs) You know, it'll jack up the caliper. They make these awesome little tools for it. And it's essentially just a thing that looks kind of like a brake pad with a little screw uh, piece in it, mm-hmm. and uh, you can put it, fit it in there, and then use the screw piece inside the other caliper, and it pushes them back. You can get them at auto parts stores for like three bucks, and it's worth having some in your toolbox anyway. It's
1: one of those tools you should own. Yeah, if and if uh, you don't have it, a block of wood and a C clamp will uh, do. Next best thing, ba- basically the same thing. <laughs> exactly. Not quite as pretty, but it'll do basically the same. Don't thing.
0: Don't use the C clamp without the block of wood. That yeah, that's will bad. Chew it up. Yeah, <laughs> but. Exactly. So besides that, I think that's about it. Oh, yeah. One other thing. Uh, Uncover your uh, open up your uh, master cylinder reservoir when you push the caliper back in and put a towel around it in case it overflows. Yeah, I'm just kind of giving you off the top of my head
1: things that I know (laughs) you're going to need. But uh, yeah, and that's that's pretty you're pretty good to go after that. So let's wrap up. Okay. Number
0: one, get your stuff ahead of time. Okay, you know if you shop around, exactly because you're going to get way better deals. Call around, find out where you can get decent pads, where you can get decent shoes if you're going to do uh, if you're going to do drums. Order. I still say if you can find them cheap, order your rotors. You know, uh, if you if you're going to have them turned, go find out where you can get them turned and and work out how you're going to get them there before you start. You should have the parts in hand uh, if you can. If you're ordering pads, see if they'll provide hardware with them too. Uh, sometimes uh, one thing, one other suggestion: sometimes you'll actually get the best pad deals from a dealership. I know that sounds incredible, but like with the Miata, you can actually get from a Mazda dealership pads quite cheap.
1: That's so, insane.
0: I know it's weird, but call <laughs> everybody because the call doesn't cost you squat. You know, right. So call the local parts house, call the dealership, look online. I mean, if you have a a make or model car that has a club, you know, a mark club, Mm -hmm. ask around. They'll know. So get your parts in hand. When you get ready to do it, you're going to need to jack the car up, put it on jack stands. Do not get under the car with just a jack on it. You will kill yourself. It is not my fault. Um, (laughs) I I warned you. He warned you. I warned you. He warned you. So, um Once you've you've got the car jacked up, take the wheels off, break the lugs first, as Sean mentioned. Um, Once you can see it, all you got to do is take it apart. It's no big deal. Usually there's a pin on one end that comes out, caliper rotates up. Out come the pads and their hardware. You're going to install your new pads. If the caliper won't fit back down over it, you're going to need to expand the caliper out a little bit. You know, take the cap off your reservoir, put a towel around it. uh, Use either a C-clamp on a block of wood or a caliper expander tool, which is real cheap. You should have one. Make sure to put high temp grease under and above your uh, shims if they have shims. Put it back together, no big deal. If you need to install a rotor, you do that while the uh, while the uh, while the caliper is up and out of the way and the pads are out. Uh, and usually there are a couple there's either a little set screw or two that hold it in place, or it's just friction fitted. Either way, you can just pull it out and uh, put your new one in and reinstall the screws. You're good to go. Yeah, this is no big deal. Uh, one last word about bedding in a brakes. Uh, now, a lot of places do not bet in brakes. It is actually best for you to bet in brakes, but if you do it, your neighbors are going to think you 're insane
1: always <laughs> <laughs> oh, drunk again yeah know.
0: well the way you the way you properly bet in brake pads, especially if you bought performance pads i mean if you buy performance pads you better you you better do this because if you don 't it 's going to be a problem but read read with your pads they 'll usually include a little thing that tells you how to do it. If they require betting in, usually it requires you 're going to hate this. Uh, six or eight stops to 30 miles an hour from 60 miles an hour like 60 to 10 or 60 to 20 uh, in quick succession to heat the brakes up enough until they fade a- at which point you cool them off and then and then you do a couple normal stops and what this does is it, it 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 lines them up so that the wear is proper and it's getting the most grip on the rotor and it also gives a chance for the uh, pad to, to set heat wise. A lot of times if you don't do that the first time you do a panic stop it'll glaze the pads and they'll never work quite as well. But again, check with your pads. This is a lot of work, but I guarantee you once you've done it once, you'll 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 never you'll wonder why you ever paid 1000 bucks to have somebody do your breaks.
1: Oh yeah. And you you can, you know, make fun of everybody else who does do that. So, it exactly. it'll, it'll
0: work out good for you. <laughs> this has been a multi-beer one-beer project. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to know more, just visit us at toolmonger.com.